Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the f***? Why 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 the f***? Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie coming from the Sunshine State. How you going? Well, oh, mate, I am, I'm still hurting. This is, we're recording this Wednesday and I went out on Monday and uh, still ouchy. Sore head, sore guts, bit shaky. It was a big one. Well, you're out of form. Well, no, well, I went out for Super Bowl Monday with one Brendan Vivola who could have maybe three of his own Land Larrikin episodes. Have a look up Fev. That's who I work with on radio in Melbourne now. Went out to a pub in Brighton for a few beers and uh, I got home Tuesday at lunchtime. So, Woo! big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's off the piss again. Yeah, right. I dress myself in That was made about 10.30 Monday night. Oh, yeah, right. Then it was down. Did you go straight to work? No, well, I, I crashed at Fev's house and uh, I slept in his... He kicked his seven-year-old daughter out of her bedroom and said, there you go, there's a bed, sleep in that. And there's nothing that will make you feel more fucked than waking up in a room, like in a girl's room. Like there was a lot of pink around. and Not a lot of us wake up like that, mate. Yeah, I know. But it was a good few hours sleep and uh, back to work. Yeah, right. But um, Good Super Bowl. That's what I've been told. Um, I was there watching it. Don't remember. It's one of the best bits about drinking during sporting contests. You get to watch it again for the first time. Yeah, right. All six or seven hours of the one fucking forty-five minute game. I should. What did you do for Super Bowl Monday, Luke? <laughs> I was. I, I don't even know. It just passed me by. I couldn't fucking tell you. I don't care. Good time to get off the piss for you, though, mate. Because uh, big news from the Cody's last week. I couldn't help but notice plastered all over the internet. Yeah, baby. Yeah, there's a baby coming. Woo! Um. I knew you'd appreciate that. Well, good luck. Nothing would put a smile on your face more than a birth announcement. Oh, no, no, my birth announcements. Good luck to you and your family. And uh, especially good luck because two ba- two kids, easily four times as hard as one. Yeah. So keep that in fucking mind as you're plodding along and probably off the piss forever you'll be, your state. But uh, particularly nice baby announcement with the picture mm-hmm. of you that you had commissioned. I didn't choose that. I know what bit you're going to bring up, by the way, and it was, you know, Chatto. Did you have a gig with Jason Chatfield? No, but I know him. 
Yeah, he's a comic from Perth and in Melbourne for a bit, now lives in New York, and he, he's, like, he's the illustrator for Ginger Megs, the cartoon that we all read in the paper every day in the funnies. Yeah. Um, he's illustrator of that, and he's illustrated a bunch of stuff for New York Times and heaps of shit, but we got him to commission like a, a – we commissioned him to do like a Mad Magazine cover. Yeah, well, um, yeah, big uh, big muscles you got. Yeah. Couldn't help but notice. Haven't seen you for a while. Yeah. Obviously. You've been uh, doing lots of push-ups. They fell off on Monday. Yeah, right. So it's already wrecked. I've got to get him to do another one. Might have to fix it. Reminiscent to me of uh, <laughs> another favourite Victorian of mine, Shane Warne, when he commissioned a big mural for his house. Remember that? There's a little YouTube clip. I haven't watched it for a while. <laughs> Who did he have in it again? Oh, man. It's Warney. In the backyard by his pool with just a bunch of famous people. Oh, that's right. And there's a YouTube clip of him talking everyone through it. He goes, Oh, here's me with Mick Jagger. We're just chilling. Oh, oh. There's the boss, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> over there. He's, you know, he's looking over at me. I'm having a look at it. Mick Jagger's sitting in the pool with a whiskey pointing. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson's there with a slab of VB. There's Muhammad Ali, the boss, Warney, just casually punching a dart in a blazer on a mural. Didn't have to paint that, yeah. but he still went blazer. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe's chilling on a sunbed. Uh, Elvis, he's yeah. doing something. I think Michael, is that Michael Clark and the lead singer of Coldplay? Yeah, he said he put Michael Clark in there. That's what reminded <laughs> me because uh, Warney said, oh, Pup's in there. And the, the artist has been quite generous to Pup and his muscular arms there. So maybe Chato did that particular mural for Warney. The Guardian wrote an article about it and they haven't been as nice to Warney. Um, they said they were interviewed. This must be them talking about the video. Yeah. You know those games where you have to pick your ideal party guests, ask Warn to nobody in particular? <laughs> of course you do. Well, it'll be like that except for real. Elvis Presley, James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Bruce Springsteen, Muhammad Ali, JFK, Marilyn Monroe, Princess Di. Yeah. What a <laughs> – I mean, if you're going to put yourself in company, you might as well make it the best. Wow. What, a, what an absolute champ and a good bloke. Um, (laughs) He's just put his house up for sale. Is he? Yeah. Is he the one who's got a mural of Pamela Anderson or someone on the garage? No, that that was Sam Newman. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. $20 million mansion, and I assume that's only added value, all those paintings. Oh, if you left the painting in, probably 22. (laughs) Whoever buys that, the first thing, that's getting a roller put over it. Jesus Christ, yeah. I'd rather they say there's asbestos in the kids' room yeah. than fucking Warney's mural in the backyard. <laughs> I'd have an asbestos cut out of Warney somewhere. Um, we should all have a Warney cutout, cardboard cutout standing there in our rooms just to inspire us to be better people in life um, and strive for the best. Uh, anyway, I um, sunny state for me at the moment. I'm off to Townsville, Cairns this weekend. It's, uh, hopefully it hasn't gone to pot by tomorrow. Someone fucking... Might intercept a turd with a kernel of corn in it, and that corn has COVID or something. I'll get stuck in FNQ for the rest of the year. Who knows? <laughs> they love looking through our shits at the minute. Oh yeah. Well, good luck with that. What a job. <laughs> I'm not a fan of fishing, let alone getting down there to the sewage treatment plant with the <laughs> little oh, yabby yeah. pots or whatever. There. <laughs> Do you reckon that's worse than the doctor who you know personally has to rummage around in your actual shit? Like if you leave a thing, they know your face. You just hand over the little. You know, canister full of turd for a sample. I've never had to hand in a stool sample yet. Oh, okay. You at that age, you're sending your shit off express post or whatever? No. I've, I've done it before, but not for a very long time. I don't go to the doctor. Mm. There's, uh, you know, nothing wrong. <laughs> um, 
If you don't go, you're fine. <laughs> Shit's meant to be read. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've been in Brisbane. I'm at the Goldie at the moment. I've been in Brisbane. Pretty good. Oh. Good gigs last weekend. Your mate. A few, uh, yeah, a few fucking podcast fans turned up, which is nice. Didn't yell out any catchphrases. They were pretty cool. Wow. Ran out of pencils, no less. Fuck. So didn't bring enough up. What a dickhead. Not many pen licenses up there, so it probably is a good place to hock your pencils. It's a nice big fat pencil too. It's like it's already got the triangle on it, the carpenter pencil. <laughs> Give one of them to your kids. Didn't you get some new pencils made as well? Yeah, man. They're good. You write some very nice notes in them. We check them up on uh, at Midflight Brawl on Instagram. People are very excited to get their handwritten Luke Heggie note. It's almost more important than the pencil or the pencils. Are they? All right, oh. Well, leave the fucking pencils out then. Save them for live shows. I'll just write <laughs> a, on a piece of paper. That'll be cheaper. Send them a text. Australia Post fucked me recently, actually. They sent me some back and said, oh, you know, these are, these are too heavy and they're too big. They're not a large letter. They're a small package. Give us $7 per package. I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. Not worth that much. So Honestly. We'll sort that out. They're just making shit up. I bought some stuff, Boxing Day sales, but bought it online because I hate the shops. We've spoken about this. And it, uh, and it turned up, and it turns out a European large is not a fucking Nick Cody large. European large is a Nick Cody small. Oh, yeah. It was I painted this fucking T-shirt on yeah. and had to send it back and just took it into the post office. And uh, they couldn't, because it came in its own little packaging, it didn't fit in any of the envelope. Then they just start making stuff up. Oh, if you put it in this bag with this thing instead of that bag, yeah. it's cheaper. Yeah. I don't even know if it's going to get back. Oh, they're full of shit. They're having a good time. I've got to send them from different post boxes, basically. It's created a bit of work. If I sell four sets in a day, for example, I've got to go for a bike ride around four different little post boxes because they get sus if there's too many in the one thing. Oh, really? That's when I get fucked over. Um it's got to be sneaky. Stay one step ahead of the pubes. Any, anyone anyone that looks like you putting anything in a letterbox should have the fucking cop robot out blowing it up. <laughs> Stand back, everyone. <laughs> Eggy posted something. It's not good. But, um, yeah, but I mean, besides that, though, Brisbane's, the, the nanny state has moved in here. They held off for a very long time, but it's here. The other night after a gig, I, I went, I was riding my bike home back to mum's and I, I pulled in at a servo. Yeah. They wouldn't let me in. I said, no, after 10 p.m., you've got to be in a car to get in. Like you're allowed to get out of your car, walk in, yeah. but you can't get off a push bike and walk in and grab a snack. No way. That's over. Are you serious? Yep. It's not a drive through at Macca's. No, no, no. And I've tried that. I'm sure. Have you ever? Oh, no. I know you're not a Macca's fan. You work there. Have you ever walked through a drive through of any fast food establishment? No. They don't let you do that, do they? No, well, I remember you just years say brum, ago, brum. Tommy, <laughs> doot, doot, Tommy Little and I thought it was there was weight sensors in the ground. They're just looking at you on a camera. Jumping. Oh, fuck off, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wait for a car to pick you up. I mean, that's just not allowed in this. That's just encouraging drink driving. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go and get a fucking car and come back and get my packet of chips. Yeah. Driving talent out of the joint. Probably didn't help you either because you wouldn't have been able to pull that ATM out by yourself. You're not going to do that on your little fold-up pushy. <laughs> Towed out with an hockey strap and a pushy. That'd be impressive. Um, anyway, in other good news, though, my uh, I get a weekly email from some fucking podcast thing saying how how good mid-flight brawl is. We are, this is good news, you like this, the 139th most popular Saudi Arabian comedy podcast. Have that. Nice work. So 
There are 138 better comedy podcasts than this in Saudi Arabia. That's insane. Yeah. But also, who's listening to us there? <laughs> yeah. Send us a message. It'll be one person. You know you can do that in the stats for our podcast. If you log in there, you can see downloads by countries. It's great when there's like one in Tanzania. Just one download of one episode. Oh, yeah. It fucking always blows my mind. <laughs> what have they gone for? Why? There's some countries with one, like Mongolia, one. Yeah, right. Great. Might be like stopover on a plane, a pilot or something, downloading it in a in a lounge. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Although, who knows? Bad yeah. world. Tip rats. They only do it once, don't they? They don't come back. They're not repeat customers. Nah. The third world don't appreciate this sort of thing <laughs> as a general rule. Well, they know what the Wait. fuck you're talking about. I actually don't know why anyone outside of Australia would listen to this unless they know Australia quite well because some of the things you say, you know. No, I got a nice message from bloody one of my mates. Your mate. Over in Ireland the other day. Mm. They love the pod and they used to be a flight attendant for Ryanair. Now they've upgraded to Aer Lingus. Upgraded. The fancier That's a, Irish, yeah. Irish airline. Get fucked. Aer Lingus is one world, mate. Good to go. Yeah, they've gone from fucking chips to mashed potato <laughs> right there. <laughs> the the in-flight cuisine. Yeah. But, but first class meals on Aer Lingus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, good luck to you. Thank you very much for listening, all the Irish. Um, you know, you're great people, every single one of you. Uh, we, we should kick off, mate. Let's get in. Got a grub story today. Yeah, we should. But before we do, Melbourne, you sold out the show. We're adding uh, three more dates during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. They'll be online soon oh, yeah. at Midflight Brawl on Instagram or midflightbrawl.com. Obviously, Patreons, Patreon subscribers get the first crack. But we've added more shows around the joint. Adelaide live show, March 13 at the Rhino Room. The link is up. Uh, online now on Instagram and on the website. And Brisbane, Bris Vegas. Your mate. Your mate's up there. We're doing two shows, Saturday, March the 20th and Sunday, March 21st at uh, at Fritzenberger. Yeah. They are my mates, actually. I was just there on the weekend. Excellent room. Fucking legends. Good chat comedy club there in, uh, would you say that's Paddington, Caxton? Yeah, that'd be Paddington. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good spot. Um we're doing two shows there. All the info's up online now. Patreon subscribers got that info a little bit earlier. They're getting tickets before the rest of you. Yeah. Get on to patreon.com slash midflight brawl and fucking support the boys. It's not going to beers anymore. We're off it. Yeah. <laughs> Might pull a cent out of this podcast at some stage. Yeah. If doing live shows. Start to make a dollar yeah. per week or something along those lines. Anyway, let's get stuck in, mate. Let's do it. So this week we're looking at uh, Orlando, Florida. To Manchester, England, VS seventy four, October six, twenty ten. What a time! Oh, great time to be alive, especially for these people. Four hundred and fifty one <laughs> passengers and seventeen crew packed. That is packed. <laughs> That's fucking rammed. I don't care who you think you are. <laughs> I didn't know they had planes that big. They do. Um, Roy heaps. From Runcorn, Cheshire, was returning from an Orlando, Florida getaway, as the English are wont to do. People from the former superpower love Disneyland and tacky shit. Surely that's their Gold Coast, no? Just anywhere is their Gold Coast, anywhere that's not England. But Florida, I know it's like East Coast to England isn't as far, right? And they don't have any sort of theme parky things near them in the UK. Yeah, oh, they've got Blackpool. Oh, and they've got Eastern Europe, which I guess is its own. The Eye of London. 
Yeah. But yeah, as far as sunshine goes, Florida's not that far away, really. Sunshine and roller coasters. Especially thanks to smash and grab package deals, every fuckhead can do it now. It's what Churchill wished for in the couple of minutes between having a stroke and dying. So um, one such beneficiary of English supremacy, Heaps, was uh, travelling with his extended family and he was, get this, he was fearful of flying. Funnily enough, got there. The, uh, the fear didn't manage to manifest itself in violence on their way to Florida. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the, uh, the departing flight, fine. Oh, yeah, he managed to control it. Yeah, should have just gone. Should have just kept doing one way flights around the world till he got <laughs> home. Is that return? Yeah, <laughs> the return leg scared the shit out of him. I would. I would like to see the stats. I reckon it's return leg far, far more violent. And on the way. So you should just tell people they're going somewhere cool. <laughs> you're not going back to shitty Manchester. No, you're going on another holiday, Roy. <laughs> and then when he lands, go, nah, I tricked you. Sorry, you're going home. Um, Roy's done what anyone who feels scared does. He's, uh, he's whacked a flask of vodka down his throat and had two servings of beer. Yeah, I, I saw this. I saw a flask of vodka. That's understandable. We all know a flask. But when it says two servings of beer, yeah. That can be anywhere from small plain can, which I doubt, to large airport Florida Stein, which <laughs> I reckon's happened. In a way. I mean, that gives me some faith that England can return to the heights of yesteryear. The term servings of beers, like they tip it onto a fucking tray and you drink it <laughs> off that. What's that? You get a bowl of it or They've something. They've probably got it in their fucking nutrition pyramid. You've got to, each day, you've got to have nine servings of bread you're allowed to have three servings of beer yeah. and I don't know what vegetables are. But if you see them, try and keep it to one serving. <laughs> and the top of the pyramid's just a fucking fist. <laughs> just punch someone. That's how you get rid of a few calories. <laughs> Tell you what, England has gone to pot though since they stopped serving up tea in cups and saucers with an egg and lettuce sandwich with the crust cut off and began bashing each other with pint glasses instead. Yeah, mate. Like it's totally changed that joint. Yeah, there's parts of the world where there's no booze, so there seems to be a bit of anger. Maybe it should swap around, I reckon. Hey, you're in the hot desert and you're a bit annoyed, have a froth. Maybe it might take the edge off. Yeah. And then flip side, England, it's rainy outside, it's shit food, just have a cuppa, relax. Yeah, there's no real answer, is there, for that? It's got to be mid, just live in moderation, you're fine. I think you find a lot of angry places, um, the lack of sex is a contributor as well. Yeah. Definitely. The, um, that's that's not good for you. It's not just the beer the la- or lack thereof. Um, Heaps was 44 years old. That has got to be the median age for a lot of these incidents, especially the English angry middle-aged men, lots of them, millions. Yeah, a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda thoughts flying through the head that they're trying to push down with the beers and the vodkas. Yeah. That, I don't know, like there's a lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda in, in the English skull but also car knowledge I, I think that i've never met a bunch of people who know more about fucking cars than english men they fucking love cars that's why that top gear shit was so popular there it's just cars and blokes yeah. fucking hell that's one thing i've never understood top gear and to be fair i've seen about three minutes of it that's enough so maybe i'm wrong but uh yeah. just watching millionaires yeah. drive cars i can't drive around tracks i can't visit isn't really something I'm keen on. Yeah, right. Oh, you only watch things that are possible for you to be able to do them. Oh, no, fuck no. So the moon landing didn't happen, <laughs> did it, mate? Yeah, that's why I left Interstellar. 
three minutes in, I go, fuck this. If I can't personally go into a black hole and uh, yeah. <laughs> send a message to myself using the fifth dimension, yeah, <laughs> I want no part of this. For sure. This isn't for battlers. No way. No, no, no. But I never, I never understood cars until I shot that thing for Virgin and Delta in Vegas about 18 months ago. I got to drive a like a Cadillac, not an Escalade. It was a coupe, something coupe de Ville. I don't know, but it was like a '69 car. This long fucking thing. Didn't understand until I turned it on and went, "Oh, I get it now. This is fucking awesome." Did it go up and down at the no, lights? No, no. Could you do that in it? No, no, no. There was none of that. No, now, I understand hooning. I don't do it, but I can totally understand it. Yeah, but just ogling cars. Mm. What the fuck? It's hardly. And it's well without a reach of it. I've never seen a Ferrari at the service station. Have you? No. I just thought about that. There's never seen one. And there's a few around here, like dickheads getting around. Whoever owns Afterpay, or I assume, unless they're an idiot, they've got an Afterpay personalised number plate on a Ferrari cruising around Bondi. Really? What a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> like you think, did this guy buy it on credit? No, he probably owns Afterpay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gross. He's not paying that off in monthly instalments. Well, you'd hope not. Yeah. But who fills them up? They just summon someone to come around with a jerry can and fill the car up. They probably can't get into service stations. It's quite steep, the little driveway. Well, that's what I was thinking. The eastern suburbs of Sydney seems like a terrible place for a Ferrari, all those hills. Yeah. you just Surely you're just scraping the nose of the cunt all the time. I've seen Ferraris on the street. I've never seen one open up. Just the traffic, the traffic and the geography. Plus, like, do you need a car that's going to go 400 k's an hour in Australia? You get pulled over, quick sticks, and never drive again. Larrikinism's dead. I reckon it's fine. If you live in the middle of Australia, that's fine. But it's much like when I see there's somebody near my house that owns a Land Cruiser. Yeah. They haven't gone camping. I've lived here for two years. What are they doing? Well, good luck in the middle of Australia surviving a fucking camel on the middle of the road in a Ferrari. <laughs> You'd hope you drive under its legs. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Anyway, Roy, Roy was upset, right? He probably didn't get the soft toy. He had his heart set on at the ping pong ball clowns or something at Disneyland. So he's <laughs> fucking kicked right off. How many hours in, do you reckon? Oh, I had to hazard a guess. Three? Yep. Stereotypes exist for a reason. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still scared, obviously. He's probably still having a bit of a shake. Hmm. despite having a flask of vodka and two beers. So he's done what any of us do when we're a bit out of sorts, only one thing for it, headbutting the missus. Fucking hell. Have a look what you've done. Have a look what you've gone and done. Your mum's upset. <laughs> that's the line from my... That's the favourite headbutting-related line in any film ever. That's from the movie oh, Chopper. Jesus Christ. When Chopper yeah. headbutts his girlfriend's mum. And then says to his girlfriend, look what you've done. Your mum's upset. Blaming her That's the, for the fact yeah. that this drunken lunatic has headbutted her mother. That's a just a classic put it back on the people. Put that's it couldn't be better victim blamed than that. By the way, I showed that film when I worked at the summer camp in Oregon when I was nineteen. Yeah. There was one night where they said, Can you pick an Australian film for us to learn more about your country? I said, I most certainly can. Oh yes. But I made the other staff watch Chopper. <laughs> They're expecting the castle or something gentle. Yeah, the dish, Cracker Jack. What'd they make of that? A couple of the people found it very, very funny. Yeah. Some were quite shocked that I picked that film. Well, you've discouraged a lot of American tourists from ever coming here. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> a few less khaki shorts and pulled up socks around the joint. And um, 
Oh, again, before the fucking negative reviews come in, <laughs> I, I can't speak for you, but I'm not advocating violence. No, definitely least not. least of all towards women. We're just reporting the facts here. Um, he, he didn't stop at that. He punched her and he punched her dad. Fuck. And started yelling, one of you is going to die. It was left up to onlookers to guess which one. Um, neither in the end, you'll be happy to know. His, um, at the time, his two kids, nine and four years out, old, were crying throughout the whole incident. That makes sense. They obviously haven't seen their dad threaten their mum and grandpa enough or they'd grow up and deal with it. Yeah, it'd be, be weirder if they were cool, still just playing Angry Birds on an iPad or something. God, fucking what is happening in the heaps household? This is a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past kids to just not even look up from the iPad now. Um, I myself was dying to know the kids' names, so I just I couldn't find them. So let's call them Jaden and Afterthought Jaden <laughs> at nine and four. Um, flight attendants had to restrain Roy straight after this, and fair enough too. Bang up job they did. You don't you don't want to blame somebody that's just been punched in the head, but if I've got a daughter and her husband punched me. There's no fucking way I'm looking to flight attendants to sort that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be the one. <laughs> yeah. That'd, that'd be taking me off the plane, Hannibal Lecter style, going, hey, man, you just ate your son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find any information on the dad, only his name later, I think. But, I, I, you know, maybe he was invalid. Not sure. But, yeah, if he had his wits. I mean, he's probably probably only in his 50s himself. He should be able to still fight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the um the plane was immediately diverted a strategic ww2 airport gander newfoundland cute you may remember it it's where 38 planes diverted to on september 11 2001 mate know about it they've turned the story into a musical about that day get fucked yeah called come from away oh christ and uh it's currently playing in Melbourne and my wife my wife loves musicals and I love 911 so fuck is nothing safe from being turned into a fucking musical yeah. jesus christ i can't wait for the life and times of nick cody the musical <laughs> 50 years from now probably be the last thing i look at the musical has been received by audiences and critics as a cathartic reminder of the capacity for human kindness, even in the darkest of times. I, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> was that a fart? You fucking crap. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? We haven't booked tickets yet, but it is our anniversary, and I thought, what a fucking, what a great story. <laughs> Just the idea to pitching that, because I want to know what level of, like, is it going to be a lame is quite a serious musical or an over the top? Oh, God. Quite camp extravaganza, which just, I don't know, three people on each other's shoulders as the fucking Do- World Trade Center tower was falling down, <laughs> doing jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how they're going to do this. Well, I don't know if this would be included. Remember the locals came out in droves to deliver cheesecakes and shit to the stranded passengers? Yeah. I, I wonder if they'll have that. In the show, oh, I got it. Like holding cakes and shit up to the windows or whatever they do. I don't know. Amazing. You get an entire musical out of that, do you? Fuck. Just the pitch. Hey, guys, I've got a great new idea for a musical. Remember 9 11? Yeah. Yep. All right. Rocky start. <laughs> well, they landed somewhere, a tiny town called Gander in Newfoundland. And uh, 
we're going to try and pretend that all of the people in this small town can sing and dance. Oh, yeah. Small town people are known for their thespian talents, from what I've seen. You ever seen a small town play? Small town comedian. Try them. <laughs> small town play? I haven't seen a big city play. Yeah, right. You're not catching me in a play. <laughs> too many fucking movies to get through. Oh, man. I mean, Gander too. That's, that's famous for its ice cream. Castro used to stop off at Gander on his way to Moscow. So, you know, not a bad spot. They'll take any planes from anywhere to refuel. Just get a few scoops of the fucking chock chip in you before you go. Yeah, definitely has put Gander onto the map and uh, people want to go there to never forget. I mean, this never forget business, obviously, even if you wanted to, you couldn't Mm. forget. They just keep bringing it up. Of course I won't forget. I'm getting told every day to not forget. How's this? The International Astronomical Union's Working Group officially named a crater on Mars after Gander. Oh, yeah. So, fuck, they're batting above. Yeah. They're doing all right. They've got a musical and a fucking crater. This sort of intangible township of Gander that doesn't have a brain must be thrilled to know that something's named after them where we'll never go. That's that's insane. You know what does worry me about Gander, though? You can click on any town anywhere on Wikipedia and it'll say notable residents. Oh, yeah. Not here at Gander. Well, there is one. <laughs> the um, the pack jumbo, now with one empty seat, landed three hours late in Manchester. It's because of it's outposts like Alaska, Gander, Newfoundland and Shannon are probably the only places left where you can get a mystery flight. I know I've said this before. You just hang around the airport and grab the one empty seat, <laughs> wipe the blood off, take your fucking chances. <laughs> <laughs> the the people next to you are going to have some pretty fucking grim stories, but so make sure you got your headphones charged. Yeah, you don't want to hear what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, it could be great. Just taking that seat. Do they still exist? Do mystery flights still exist? If you can get actual flights for a dollar, I don't know how you're making people pay more to not know where they're going. Do you ever take one when they're no, mystery flights? I think we've spoken about this before. I think my auntie took one once, and she just went from Melbourne and they flew her to Launceston, which I think is the closest. Airport you can fly to from Melbourne. I remember you used to like when it when it came out, everyone was quite excited. Like, oh, I'll pack my fucking speedos and a ski jacket, <laughs> and then just see what happens. Man, I remember taking a former girlfriend on one. We spent a romantic weekend in idyllic Mount Isa, Queensland, <laughs> just before breaking up on the Monday. <laughs> Nothing says I love you like iron ore pits. Oh, Jesus Christ! That sounds like how my wife packs it anyway. All oh, right. Yeah. Got a fucking passport and a ski jacket and a bikini and Charlie's fucking first tooth and there's everything. Yeah. I've done so much travel over the last sort of five years. I'm packing much lighter than I used to. The only thing I over cater for is undies, obviously. Yeah. Everything else, it's like four days, that's probably two to three t shirts <laughs> and six pairs of undies just in case. But it's not by choice. It's like Palestine and the, the West Bank or whatever. It's just slowly edging. Like my suitcase is now a third of my shit and just other stuff rammed in. Oh, yeah, baby stuff. Jesus Christ, they pack heavy. Isn't that what's happening with Palestine and Israel? They keep building slightly closer to the border and then the border gets shifted back a little bit. That's my fucking suitcase now. Yeah, right. Hold on, half of it's full already before I get to chuck stuff in. You got the scissors out, you got to cut your pillow in half and shit. (laughs) You've had to rip the sleeves off your jacket already. You've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. All my all my pants have to convert into shorts. Yeah. That's the only way I can 
They've all got zip knees. It's the only way I can <laughs> fucking cater for everything I need. Yeah. You're not a pillow packer, are you? No. No. Oh. I mean, I've got a I've got a pretty nifty neck pillow at the moment, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Not just your beanbag style. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the Ferrari of neck pillows. Um, Is that what they told you? Yeah. In that fucking middle of the shopping center kiosk? Oh, no. These aren't available there. <laughs> Strictly on the internet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the dark web. Anyway, cool. Yeah. Corporal, well, yeah, that's where you get your best neck pillow. <laughs> Cor- Corporal Mike Reedpath of the RCMP said uh, he was being loud and obnoxious and so on, and that's a direct quote. They do comprehensive media training up there in Gander, obviously. Um, I had a I had a sticky beak into Mike Reedpath. He's still up there in Newfie upholding the law. It's a largely peaceful community, no bikies. Harley Davidson's look ridiculous with chains on the tires. Um, everyone just point a laugh at that, wouldn't they? Negating the need for purchasing meth from them, considering having a laugh is the primary motive behind taking meth. Um, most crimes, from what I saw in Newfoundland, pretty petty, like a stolen snowmobile hit and run, possessing stolen property, beagle boy shit. So much so that in 2014, Mike went looking for extra work in Moncton, New Brunswick not too far away, where a guy, a bit like your mate from school, your fellow Westbrook. Your mate. Westboro High alumni. Westbourne. Oh, Westbourne, was it? Yeah. I thought it was fucking Westborough. Um, <laughs> got in camo gear and went on a shooting rampage. Yeah. Killing three cops. Oh, shit. Mm. Well, he found some work, didn't he? Well, I just I assume they couldn't see him. Um, <laughs> he was hoping it would trigger a rebellion against the Canadian government. It didn't. All well and good to think global start local, but not when it comes to killing the filth. Is that all the cops? Like how many cops are in? In Moncton, New Brunswick. Yeah. Not a lot. I think that's. The station. That's half the foot. They probably haven't rebuilt since then. (laughs) I love too that um, he's saying that there's not a lot of crime in his town, but when he he writes off headbutting your wife and beating the shit out of your father-in-law as being loud and obnoxious. Yeah. I reckon there probably are a lot of crimes <laughs> that he's referred to as fucking oops-a-daisies and boys will be boys. Yeah, they're just calling it horseplay. <laughs> Frivolity. There's a bit of skylarking last night. That's how their news starts. Yeah. <laughs> Family burned to death in their homes by de facto. Yeah. Naughty, naughty. Like you said, Mike Reedpath is a master of understatement. He said of Roy Heaps, I think he's feeling embarrassed. Sheepish is the best way to put it. Hmm. Not really... The job of cops to downplay the seriousness of a crime is it usually they big it up. Yeah, it's the it's the perp standpoint to trivialise what they've done, like a like a garden variety rugby league player smearing a grogan on the walls of the casino <laughs> before throwing a glass at a stripper and getting a barman in a headlock and describing his own behaviour as disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> that's their job, Mike, not yours. Sheepish. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think, again, you can headbutt your partner and belt the fuck out of your father-in-law and say, guys, I'm a bit shy, actually. Um, oh, sheepish doesn't touch the sides <laughs> of that. Sheepish. <laughs> a maggot pom yeah. bashing everyone around him. <laughs> sheepish. He's well off. <laughs> He's well off the mark. Roy Heaps. He had to pay damages totaling £18,500. That's about 32000 AUD. <laughs> um, jailed for five days in Gander. I doubt if any of the locals dropped cookies on a bunny plate around to him this time. He was um, 
He was charged for assaulting Joanne and threatening to kill her. The threats to kill his father-in-law, Lawrence Williams, were withdrawn. Oh. So, don't know what's happened there. Laurie's just said, don't worry about it, mate. I'm all right. Yeah. Wait till you're back in Manchester. You are yeah. fucked. <laughs> get a few of these charges off so I can get my hands on him at home. Oh, man. When, when interviewed at their red brick townhouse in Runcorn, Joanne said, I have nothing to say. How many headbutts and death threats do you reckon you're away from a divorce? I'd say zero. Yeah. It's going to happen well before then. Like I am on my last legs there, <laughs> as most men are. Yeah. <laughs> I love to October 26, 2010. That's two months before Christmas. And that has to be. That's an awkward Chrissy lunch. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, what do you want for Christmas? A new, a new f- fucking stitching for my nose. I don't know. Well, no, it'll recover before then. Some some people don't recover from headbutts, though. No spread across the face. Yeah, he's a fucking wild man. Let's keep saying that in case anybody doesn't realise that we are joking about this. Oh, yeah. Not a good bloke, Roy. No. Also, not a joking matter, Nick. No. As we've discovered. Not funny. Uh, sorry. No, nothing's funny ever. Yeah, yeah sorry so about shut that. Shut up. Sorry for making jokes. Uh, heaps. Yep. was from industrial cargo port town Runcorn in Cheshire, and things are fucking grim up there. <laughs> Proper Mersey Rugby League territory, another toilet. Um, of course he's angry. You know who else is from Runcorn, Cheshire? No. Former footballer, TV presenter, actor, and comedian Nick, oh, sorry, John Bishop. <laughs> John Bishop? John Bishop, very popular comedian. Oh, I know John Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of England's biggest ever comedians whose wife left him in the year 2000, but then she came back to him at around the same time he started earning millions of pounds per year. What are the odds? Which in Australian is millions of dollars <laughs> per year. Um, hey, we um, we shared a backstage at Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2017. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah, because I saw I'm blocked on fucking Twitter. I can't get on there. But I was looking for an old photo the other day on Twitter and found this. I... Tweeted John because for the great price of forty percent of tickets sold, you get a backstage area at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, and we had one school desk with a bit of sticky tape down the middle, and on one side it says John Bishop, and on the other side Nick Cody. Great, that's what you get for forty percent of your ticket sales. Underbelly, you thieving cunts. Well, before that, you would have had to line biros up down the middle of it so don't touch my side, John. <laughs> I got school, have an elbow fight over the school desk. It, de- it definitely was John Bishop, not Des Bishop. No, John. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, I said, we've never met, we've never met but backstage will be real cosy. And he wrote back, your side looks bigger and why have I got the stain? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're from Runcorn, John. Got to make you feel at home with some stains. Um, crime stats from Runcorn. Oh. Here we go. Only 218 street crimes. In November 2020. Oh, that's sorry. quite a lot. Yeah, that I would have thought so, for a one-month period. <laughs> November 2020, that's during a – were they locked down then? Yeah, that's why there's so few. That's why there's only a, a, a tad over 200. <laughs> I don't want you to panic, though. Only 87 of those were violent. Um, and in exactly the same month, only one bike was stolen – for the whole month. So far more partial to bashing people than riding bikes, indicative of England as a whole. 
tell you, I, I was sus when those English guys started winning cycling races. Yeah, you know, hang on, something wrong here. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Well, I think I think anyone winning a cycling race. Well, yeah. There was one year with Lance Armstrong. That year that he won, they said if they gave the Tour de France win to the next person down who'd never tested positive during their career, it was like 23rd or 26th or something. Yeah, yeah, it was one like that. Cadell Evans was the highest placed non-cheat a couple of those years in about 8th or ninth. Mm. But who knows? He's just better chemist probably. Um, Roy said of the whole thing, not only was he sheepish, but Roy said, look, I shouldn't have been drinking and I should have listened to my wife. He's dead right too. Personally, I'm... I'm not scared of flying. I, I am scared of snakes, though. We saw one on a bushwalk. The first thing I said to my wife was, don't headbutt me. And um, and she didn't because, you know, we don't headbutt each other when we're scared. <laughs> well, la-dee-da. God, the heggies always acting differently to the rest of society, aren't you? Bringing that pompous attitude to this. Oh, yeah. The upper crust of uh, Queensland. That's where I'm from. <laughs> Anytime my wife's scared, I'm just close. I just close my eyes and hope she nails me right in the forehead. Yeah. Doesn't get me on the temple or bridge of the nose. I don't need that. Oh, headbutting such a you ever been headbutted? No, the last proper fight I was in, I headbutted someone until I broke their nose. Fuck. I was sixteen. How many headbutts was that? One. Three. Three headbutts. No, it was three. It was a gra- it was a grab of the ears. Jesus. I Christ. got taught to do that by a family member. Big ears? No, just a good grip. But he had spat blood all over me. So I think it was a fair trade-off. Oh, well, he just walked in somewhere. He's got a mouthful of blood. He thought, oh, he looks like a likely candidate. I'm going to spit some blood in this guy's face. No, we're, we're playing rugby at lunchtime. I would have 16 or 15. Oh, it was okay. the year above, and I tackled him. And then uh, I said, you got tackled by someone younger than you. Your shit. And he sort of laughed, and I picked him up and did my favourite thing that I do playing sports when I tackled someone is I'd lift him up halfway and then let go yeah. and say, pick yourself up, cunt. And <laughs> straight out of the Vinnie Jones playbook. Go on. He was not very happy. Yeah. And just spat blood all in my face and on my shirt and I headbutted him. Jesus Christ. More alarmingly, at what age do the Cody's get taught how to effectively headbutt someone? Younger than that. Obviously you'd had the chat with your dad well before this. Yeah. It was the same. My godfather was Australasian welterweight champ. He taught me to punch with a follow through elbow. Oh right. Yeah. What? Yeah, okay. Got to, you, hey, you've got to get out of trouble as quickly as possible. I reckon you get into more into more trouble than out <laughs> knowing how to punch with your elbows. Last fight I, I was ever in, though, and I didn't start it. Yeah. I've been headbutted. Really hurts. Really it's not hurts. fun. Never done it. Um, yeah, you've got a, you don't have a little – no, well, you, do, you don't have a big head. I've got a big head. Do you? I'm no Nick Cody. I've got a big head, yeah. Okay. I have trouble finding hats to fit my head. Wow. Mm. I mean, those stupid trucker ones with the rip tab on the back, that's fine. Yeah. Down to the last hole. Oh, you were last hole as well. Fuck, you've got a deceptive bounce. Oh, a big fuck. Maybe you're sitting back further from the camera than I am. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, no, it's big, uh big knowledge bump. Mine's <laughs> not big all over. Just a lot, a lot packed in up the back there. <laughs> awesome. That's why I don't want to go bald. It's going to be messy. Like real, right? That plus I had the chicken pox in my mid twenties, and I must have scratched off two thousand scabs off my head. Oh, really? Just to keep myself sane. I go, I'm not going to touch my face, but I am going to scratch these off because it's fun and just 
ripped off thousands <laughs> of little chicken pox. That's worse than my story. That's filthy. <laughs> well, I didn't eat them. <laughs> Fucking hell. Didn't have to. How long were you fucked for with the chicken pox? Oh, weeks. Wow. It's one of the worst fortnights of my life. It was pretty, yeah, probably proper two weeks. Dropped a lot of weight. It dropped like 15, 20 kilos. Fuck. I, was, I look like, you know, look like yeah. look like Brian. <laughs> On the durry pack. Yeah, you know, Brian with a Y. I certainly do. Yeah. I look just <laughs> like Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> I felt like him too. Maybe that's what he had, chicken pox. They fucking, he could have done. <laughs> they've just put it on cigarettes to make us all feel bad. I did hear that he actually didn't uh, – he, he had other complications, mm. not just lung cancer. I'd heard that he had AIDS, Brian. Yeah. But I don't know if that's hearsay. And they're just doing the old, oh, he's probably got COVID is what you look like. <laughs> um, opportunist <laughs> diseases jumping in at the last minute. He's <laughs> It's probably been attributed to his death now. They've got the old death notice out and wrote plus COVID yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> oh, they've exhumed him. I went, fuck. <laughs> Had to be. Take another box. <laughs> uh, um, so I was, I was having a perv at the uh, Manchester Evening News for info on Roy. And what do I see is clickbait. I can thank you for this. Mm. It says, as soon as I turn it on, it goes, what are your favourite wrestlers up to now? <laughs> I wasn't even aware I had any favourites. So, of course, I jumped in. Of course you've got a favourite wrestler. You know who your favourite wrestler is. Woo! I dress myself yeah. in Cashmere. Woo! 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 You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing... Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Rick Flair, baby. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I do like Rick, and at some stage we've got to get into Rick a little more uh, oh. in, in depth because we've been speaking about a uh, a wrestler flight. But I mean, they don't they don't fucking age well, do they? No. These guys, the Ultimate Warrior, for example, heart attack at 54. Yeah. So arguably. Um, I felt ripped off when I heard that it was the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> if I were a fan, I would think, "Hang on, hold the phone. This is like a Johnny Farnham farewell tour. I want my money back." He's not the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> at all. But then, do true warriors need to live that long anyway? From what I've seen in the movies, yeah, it's it's weird that a diet of cocaine and oxycontin and landing on your spine for a few decades it never ends well. Yeah, just like the olden days warriors. Um, <laughs> I tried to track down Roy himself. He's not a, he's not big online. He's hard to find. Picture of him at the time uh, I found of him in cuffs being led down one of those portable corridors, showcases. Bald? I was just going to say, what kind of haircut? <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> he's a bald, angry, fat, 44-year-old, otherwise known as an English adult male. Morty! Sorry, Adam Ball there. Sorry, mate. Walked all over. Hold here. on. Let's do it again. Hold on. Can you describe him? He's a bald, angry, fat, 44-year-old, <laughs> otherwise known as an English adult male. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Red face. That's what I was picturing. Red, red cheeks. Oh, yeah. They're born with high blood pressure up there. <laughs> they just got to maintain it. <laughs> Man, I, I check my 
blood pressure the other day. My wife's got like a uh, just a little blood pressure machine from when she was pregnant. Yeah. And uh, fuck, it wasn't good. But I had had four coffees, so. I wouldn't know what's good. Why are there so many numbers? Just give us one definitive number and we can tell, preferably out of 100. <laughs> but no, it's like you're this over this. You just go, what's that mean? Oh, you should be this over this. Okay, I'm going to forget that. One's the pressure when blood's pumping and one's the pressure when, anyway, I think like 110 over 60 is good. I was like 125 over 80. Right. So the lower the better to a point. I had had a fit. Yeah, you don't want to teach. Zero over zero, no good. <laughs> That's what Brian had. <laughs> Hold on. Get him out again. T- tick another In box. In the end. Low blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, arguably, I'm sure Big Tobacco have argued this, that tobacco's never killed anyone. It's, uh, it's heart attacks and emphysema. Yeah. And lung disease. Not, you know, it's not an actual cigarette. Ah. Good luck. No one's been stabbed with a cigarette. Yeah. I'd reckon vapes would kill more people than cigarettes in terms of violence. You put one through your knuckles and give someone a punch. <laughs> Betty bones. I can't see how vapes end well. Oh, the research is not in. Mind <laughs> you, we all thought that about microwaves and we're fine. <laughs> when microwaves came out, we're like, what the fuck? Something's wrong. <laughs> like, this is too good to be true. Obviously, it is. We're fucked. I'm sure. Sure, they were different then as well. Oh, they were emitting a lot of stuff. Like you, <clears throat> you get a suntan watching your meal go around. <laughs> the old TVs, I reckon, were a bit the same. Fuck the walls, hot. Yeah, this can't be good. <laughs> well, mate, have fun up in Queensland. Thanks everyone for. Make sure you like and subscribe and do whatever you have to do. Leave some comments if you can on iTunes. Somebody, uh, somebody did not like one Luke Heggie. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen to a bunch was, of eps and then yeah. then thought, hold on, maybe he hasn't been sarcastic this whole time. Well, you'd be wrong. He is. You should know him better. <laughs> um, leave us a comment. Get on patreon.com slash midflybrawl for extra eps at midflybrawl on Instagram. Um, thanks for all the messages. Uh, we are compiling those to do a big listener bloody mailbag soon because there's some fucking doozies that come in and we really appreciate it. Live shows. Adelaide and Brisbane coming up. They're on sale now for the Patreon subscribers and they'll be up for the rest of you in a few days. But thanks again, Heggy. Enjoy Queensland. If you don't get cow punched to death, I'll see you next week. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.